Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nick Finzer, and I'm here with the great violinist and improviser musician Tomoko Amura. And she has a brand new album coming very, very soon called Branches Volume One. And uh, thanks for being here to talk to us a little bit about the album, Tomoko. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. It's a pleasure. So uh, first things first, let's tell people about this new album. So what, what's, I, I kind of said the title already, but tell us a little bit about the album, who's on it, and then we'll kind of take some steps and give some people some context. Sure. So the title is Branches. Um, this is um, a continuation from the, my last album called Roots. Uh, I released in 2015, and it was about my roots, which is Japanese roots, uh, mm -hmm. because I'm born uh, and raised in uh, Japan. I, I was born and there, and uh, pretty much I'm very Japanese. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I moved to the States uh, to study jazz at Berkeley. Um, but I wanted to go back to my roots and do some mixture of fusion with the, the jazz that I absorbed here and uh, Japanese sound. So that was the roots. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to continue the, the project. So I developed and uh, changed and, you know, added some new ideas and um, stuff. And then the branches was born. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, that, that's great. Yeah. I, love that. I love that concept. That's beautiful. Um, so let's take us back a minute before we dive more into the music. Take us back. Uh, you play violin. How did you get playing violin? And what got you from where you grew up in Japan to Berkeley? How did that transition take place? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so my mother is a violinist mm -hmm. and uh, but she only pr uh, plays classical and she mostly teaches you know she's a like lessoner we call it lessoner mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah so she teaches a lot so I was um, I started violin at four just doing classical um, and I was not so into it and I didn't know I would you know I would never thought that I would become a professional musician then but I was I loved music and I was sort of continuing and I almost quit violin around junior high school because I was fighting with my mother <laughs> that time <laughs> the teenage phase <laughs> and then and then I started listening to jazz then because mm. my brother was listening to Jimi Hendrix and Jack Pastorius and Miles Davis and I was hearing that from his room so like, you know I bumped his door and then what are you listening to it's so cool like, I need to know. And um, he said it's kind of blue by Miles Davis. So that was my first jazz album I've ever heard. And since then, I was collecting all the jazz CDs in little town, Shizuoka in Japan. But I didn't know I could play that on violin then. So, um, and then I heard Stefan Grappelli, mm. uh, as a lot of people, a lot of violinists would probably found him first. He's very famous. And then I realized that the violin can be a jazz instrument. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And then um, when I was about to graduate from high school, um, in Japan, a lot of people join um, 
thing called Jazuken, Jazuken Kyukai. It's like a jazz circle where people, like friends, get together and play jazz with no instruction, no teachers there, just, just like a circle activity in the universities. So um, and I realized that there is a good jazz can in the university that I was going to. So I, I said to my parents, um, I want to play jazz when I go to this university, which was not music major, by the way. And uh, I can only play violin like well enough. I, I played other instruments, but not as well. Mm -hmm. So I decided to start, I mean, start playing jazz then. Wow. So that was the story. And then yeah. after entering, <laughs> I was, um, I was so into jazz. I just, I didn't go to classes uh, in the university because I was bored <laughs> with the course. Yeah. I was, a, yeah, I was a rebellious then. And then, so I just always stayed in the jazz can and just listening to all the, you know, jazz and uh, play with friends and playing very badly. No, no teachers. But then, <laughs> some of them from the circle um, become professionals. That's like mm -hmm. a Japanese thing. Like they start, you know, when they're like 18 and then they really get into it. And then um, they become professional actually in Japan, a lot of mm -hmm. them. So um, I had some seniors who, was, who were going to Berkeley, a few actually. And, and then I, I found out about Berkeley then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! People go to America to study jazz. That's <laughs> so cool. And then uh, I started thinking about it when I was in third year because uh, I didn't want to be a teacher. Then, like I, I was doing education course in Japan, and I didn't really, you know. I wasn't interested in becoming a teacher or getting like a day job. So I all, all I was thinking was, you know, how to apply. And, you know, I was doing Omnibuck and, you know, just kind of very my own thing, but uh, um, doing a lot of things. And um, then I decided to, to try to go to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Then the uh, the World Scholarship Tour comes to Japan, and then I decided that if I get some scholarship, I would. But if I didn't, not gonna go. I promised to my parents, and then I got it. So <laughs> that's how. <laughs> long story. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, was there a um, like a jazz strings program happening there at Berkeley, or who did you study with there? Uh, I studied with Matt Glazer. Okay. He was the the chair, mm -hmm. um, which um, I knew about him because I got like like a swing violin, swinging violin video, VHS. <laughs> oh, nice. In Japan. Yeah, <laughs> I found this. So I knew about him, and I knew he was teaching there, so I was excited to actually meet him, and I did. Uh, and uh, also a, a a great teacher, Rob Thomas. I studied with him for the entire time I was there. Mm -hmm. 
I learned a lot of things. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So you did that, you did Berkeley, and then what happened after Berkeley? How did you get from Boston to New York? Um, well, I spent another two years there. Mm -hmm. uh, I needed to finish my first album that I was self-producing, and oh, cool. then um, it was tribute to all the jazz violinists that mm -hmm. I've heard before, and just, you know. Uh, and then also I was doing the visa stuff. I needed to switch from student visa to the, you know, new one, mm -hmm. visa, and it takes quite some time to do so those I've things. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was doing that and I also I was, you know, waiting table at the sushi restaurant to oh, wow. uh, yeah, get some financial support mm -hmm. for myself. Yeah. So you were and doing then, that, you finished the album and then and then I got the visa and then I You came to New York. But I was during that time I was playing in a folk band. Oh wow. World music band. Okay. And so when you came to New York, where you, you weren't doing school, right? You were just here playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Playing or not playing. Yeah. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> Watching people play and well, meeting yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, how, how would you define like some of your like big musical influences? I know obviously there's these, this lineage of you know, improvising violinists, but then I'm sure also you mentioned Miles Davis. Like, so who are some of the other people that have like coalesced into this, this person, this musician that, that is you today? Um, well, I think I was always in search. Um, mm -hmm. When I was in Japan in the jazz, jazz camp, the jazz circle, um, basically whatever people were listening to in the circle, Mm -hmm. um, I was listening and, you know, I always go to Tokyo to get uh, actual CDs. Like I, I go to Disc Union where yeah. a lot of good CDs are there and used and not used or imports. And so I always get like this much CDs. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> sometimes I had to borrow money from my friends to get to the, on the train. <laughs> All days. You can't. You know, you can't really find anything online. Like, there's no Spotify, no YouTube. So I, I just had to get there and get, you know, whatever I find, found. So a um, lot of um, the influences are probably coming from that time, I think. I always carry this, you know, with me, with a, oh, yeah. a book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I always yeah, yeah. <laughs> on repeat. So I think uh, that was more like a deep listening period for me. Mm -hmm. So that was good for me. I think I had no concept about scales or, you know, how to improvise, no, mm -hmm. no instruction, but I was always listening to them. And I think it helped a lot later. Mm -hmm. um, when I got to Berkeley, I already know what I liked. So the concepts were, sort of um, um, it's very useful to know those concepts if you know how you want to use it right. you know in mm -hmm. your own way in other words like you don't like no one can tell you what to like mm. or what you can be 
you know. So at that time, I already knew like what I liked, and I liked Miles Davis that I heard mm-hmm. from the beginning. And then I was listening to a lot of uh, things, like a lot of different things. Like Wayne Shorter was my yeah very yeah. favorite, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Michael Brecker, Pat Metheny, John Scofield, and. McCoy Tyner, uh, Clifford Brown is also my favorite. And yeah, a lot of things. I can't name all. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, non-violinists, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. That's cool. Uh, I mean, I think everybody has a wide array of things that influence them. And um, so... Let's let's turn back now and um, talk about this new the new project. So all this kind of getting into this point, you said you, you this was an, the branches is an extension of the Roots album. So who's in the band and what's kind of the concept musically for the record? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me say about the members. It's with Jeff Miles on guitar, mm-hmm. Glenn Zaleski on piano, and Pablo Menares on bass, and Jay Sawyer drums um yeah jeff um we went to berkeley at the same time but i didn't really know jeff then i knew about him and mm-hmm. his playing but then i started playing uh with him in my band in new york so it was pretty like a few years back yeah so um yeah not not the old relationship but uh when he started playing in the band he he just he has this amazing energy and uh so much creativity in the sound so mm-hmm. i i really uh, yeah loved his sound and asked him to be on and glenn has been playing uh on my last record as well and he's my you know partner of course <laughs> in, in my life <laughs> yeah he's uh he's doing amazing piano works on, on my projects. And uh, Pablo, uh, yeah, Pablo is just amazing. Just one single note and just one. <laughs> and the Jay has been um, in the band um, for a few years now. And uh, yeah, he's also amazing. Amazing drummer and amazing human being mm-hmm. to to be with. Like we're like family now. That's mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, it's great, great band. Yeah. So so how did you kind of conceive of like how did you how do you put all the musical pieces together? How do you tell people about the band? Like what is what's special about the band? Well, uh, I do the compositions, um, mm-hmm. but. I have the players in my mind. So um, when I make the the solo session, like how how that you know how they would sound on this form mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So I, I think about that always. Uh, musically, um, this branches is more stretched uh, from roots. Uh, I used some Japanese traditional scales. Mm. Um, but in a way that in a modern jazz way so it's not only one single uh, key for the whole time it just change up but in a, it with the same scales 
so that um, it's old and new mixed together with the, the jazz rhythm. And sometimes I combine like a haiku rhythm into the composition, okay. which is five, seven, five, mm -hmm. um, which is totally made up, <laughs> but, but it's fun to sort of do crazy things. Yeah, so. That's good, that's cool. Uh, that's my Japanese essence to the music. No, that's great, that's always great. Um, so I know I've seen that you also have done a lot of stuff um, doing like violin with electronics. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you're still experimenting with? How did, or is mm -hmm. that kind of a thing you're done with? Or how'd you get into that? I'm still going on to that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm developing the sound, but um, uh, I loop too, but uh, electronic stuff, um, the pedals, I, I think I always liked guitar. Hmm. always liked guitar that's why i think i have guitarists in my band like the past three albums mm -hmm. um but sometimes violin and guitar are difficult in the modern jazz sound so i'm still finding the the way to make it work because we have such a different acoustic situation unless you right. play with it if I play with the acoustic guitarist or something, sure. and then yeah. acoustic sound would work. But if I just, I'm being myself, just playing acoustically, and uh, with the electric guitar, it, it's a little difficult to blend together. So I, oh, okay. sure. yeah. I'm experimenting, and I, I really like beautiful uh, electric guitar sound. So mm -hmm. I. Yeah, I'm trying to achieve what I hear yeah, from my favorite guitarists. Yeah, so was there any like particular interest that got you? I really like the videos that you make with the looping and all of that stuff. Uh, and, you know, people can go to YouTube and find those things, I'm sure. But, you know, um, what, what got you experimenting with that? Was there any like person or musician that kind of was made you go down that path? Uh, no, it's just, you know, it's fun to do that myself when I mm -hmm. practice on way more fun than playing for like playing play along tracks or oh, yeah, for sure. you know, <laughs> like band in a box old days <laughs> but like now maybe like they're new you know good like iReal or whatever you know sure. um play alongs um so I and also you can compose something on the instrument because I tend to compose on the keyboard first and then play on the violin later or put on the paper and then practice on the violin. I used to, but now I, I wanted to become better composing on the instrument as well because I get different um, inspiration and also it's more something that more violinistic approach in the composition. I was mm -hmm. trying to find a, a different approach. So I started looping myself to get some compositional ideas. So um, that was the start. I think partially because I always hear my um, partner uh, practicing on the piano and piano is like orchestra, right? You, you have everything, harmony, bass line, rhythm, like rhythm, everything. Right. And uh, I always, 
envy, you know? So uh, I want to have orchestra for myself. So <laughs> that's how I started looping, I think. Yeah, that's super cool. And it's, it's great. I just love the, you do it in such a way that it feels really musical to me. And in a lot of way, a lot of times when you hear it, sometimes it's just a little, I don't know, it's a little too much sometimes when some people do it. But I've, when I've seen your videos and you of you doing it, it's like you're very tasteful and very musical with it. So that's something that I appreciate, you know. Um, so on the record, all I think, well, I guess the last track is also not an original, but the first one is kind of a lesser played jazz standard, Moonlight in Vermont. And so what was the inspiration behind um, including that particular, that song? Well, Moonlight in Vermont, the lyrics is made with haiku rhythm. Ah, okay. Moonlight in Vermont, you know, yeah. so it's a five, seven, five. And then I, who told me that? I think I went, I was in, in a concert and someone announced that. Um, and then, wow, that's cool. Haiku rhythm. I should do something about that in my roots project. Mm -hmm. And then I made the arrangement. Ah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, that's a rant. It's kind of a random song. Like it's right. obviously a classic jazz piece, but I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder where, where she got the inspiration yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I'm looking always something that's sort of, you know, um, Japanese influence. Mm -hmm jazz and something new yeah right. mm -hmm. that makes sense mm -hmm. so what's what's kind of coming up so the album's coming uh in in august and i'm sure plans have changed based on life yeah so you know yeah. what's, what's been happening what's coming up for you and and what do you want to share about um yeah oh wow it's very different i was yeah ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, well, I, I have another one, the volume two mm -hmm. is coming up sometime next year. Okay. So I have to start working on that, which is already recorded. Basically we recorded, um, so many songs that it didn't fit in one album and I decided to split to two volumes. So mm -hmm. the branches volume two will be coming out next year. Uh, and I would love to do uh, performances, but it's going to be a little difficult. And um, nice. I have a newborn now. To, mm -hmm. He's five months now. So, but I was anticipating it's going to be difficult to tour. How am I going to do this? But then the tour might not be happening for a while. So uh, I am thinking to develop some performance um stuff on my looping mm -hmm. but with these um songs so that oh, cool. i can play sort of performance okay. i was thinking you with my you know husband but who would watch the baby <laughs> <laughs> someone has to watch That's so uh, i have to do so i have to do solo. that's funny yeah. <laughs> So uh, what's, what are some of the best ways people can find you online? If they want to connect, they want to find your music and buy it from you, hopefully. Yes. You like uh, my website would be the best one. Great. Uh, I have a Facebook page. Um, 
sometimes I update. And also <laughs> bandcamp.com on my website, uh, on, on my page. You can also buy from there. Great. Um, yeah, those are the. What's, uh, what's your website address so people don't know how to spell your name? Tomokoomura.com. Great. Tomokoomura.com. You can find all that. And um, yeah, is there anything about the record, anything about you you wanted to share that we didn't get to touch on just yet? So I want to mention the, the cover art of this, oh. which is volume one, was uh, by my friend, very good friend, Trina, Trina Hines, and she's an amazing artist. And she made the beautiful art in that cover art oh, yeah. not only the first page but inside there's a beautiful artwork so i hope people can get to see them it's yeah. very, very amazing beautiful yeah i i've seen it yeah you have to believe tomoko it is really beautiful <laughs> and you got to get a hard copy of the album uh, in order to experience it and it's it's really really beautiful uh, i was just looking at it a second ago and i was just like man not people don't always put the time and effort into making a beautiful package. And so it's definitely worth your time to go and pick it up. Also, another mm -hmm. thing to mention is that um, I will release a music video for oh, one of the tracks from the volume one. And um, it's gonna be a really amazing animation, animation like a drawings mm -hmm. uh, by my favorite, another uh, good friend, artist, amazing artist, Noah McNeil, okay. he put all uh, art together. So I can't wait to release that. Oh, cool. I can't wait to see that too. Now I'm excited. <laughs> Things to look forward to. I didn't know we're coming. That's amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, Tomoko, thanks for taking the time to chat today. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to hear the album. And please go to Tomoko Amura or Bandcamp and find Tomoko's project, Branches Volume 1, and uh, grab a hard copy and be on the lookout for Tomoko's uh, solo solo show to celebrate the album sometime later in uh, 2020.